Welcome back to the Make Account Podcast. I'm Marcus Meir, founder of Meir Group CPAs and the Total Control Accounting System. And I'm Tyler Warner, a small business owner with a lot of accounting questions. Today we're talking about being a customer of your own business, what that looks like, or better yet, what that feels like. (laughs) (laughs) Probably pretty painful. Yeah, pretty painful. (laughs) Uh, So, I don't know, a couple weeks, maybe a month ago, did a, a Facebook Live on this, and it's gotten some pretty good traction, which was about just kind of thinking through as you like to call it, the buyer's journey. Mm-hmm. And I didn't come up with that. Term, you didn't, yeah, I know, yeah. but I like I like to say you sure, did. Yeah. It gives a little more credence to the podcast. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> We've got the founder yeah. of the buyer's journey. <laughs> um, and just kind of thinking through what it's like to be a customer of your own business and, and really doing that. So I know for us this year, just kind of jump into it, when we started before tax season, you know, tax season's a big kind of push where we get a lot of client contact. So we kind of started thinking through, like, what does that look like at every level, at every touch point from the client experience? And I'll tell you, it's it's pretty eye-opening uh, when you think about it. And if you are in a service-based business, especially, but even products, um, you need to be thinking about how can you make your client's journey frictionless? And really, journey is, you know, getting from getting to closing the deal, right? Right. Whatever that looks like. And even servicing them throughout. And servicing them, yeah. Yeah, so in the service-based business, obviously you've got a longer period of probably touch points than you would just like in an e-commerce transaction. But the the principles are, are still the same, which is make things frictionless on your client. And a lot of ways to do that is through software systems and really a thought out kind of plan. Yeah. I know when I was in web design, that was always one of the things that was really cool about technology is that it was sort of raising the bar, I always thought, in terms of customer service. You Absolutely. Know? And now those things have kind of become the expectation. Yeah. You know, these yeah. online portals. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I, I wrote yeah. down a couple points just around this process of going of going through going through your process, which is what are the pain points? So like what, and you know this inherently, you deal with a service provider or somebody that's you know, you're, you're, you're buying something from, and you think about, like, you get to a step and you go, why would they do this? Like, why do they make me mm. click here and go there or move to a different website or um, go get my banking information when my credit card's right in my wallet? Like, those kinds of things. So just be thinking through, and I'll give you a quick story of kind of what was the genesis of this video for me was um, a transaction I was going through, um, and I was on... The, somebody was rendering the service to me needed a lot of information from me, okay? And the the request for that information was really manual. It was an email. And I know people are going to say, well, how's that manual? But here's my point. It had a 15-question list, but nowhere could I type in next to the answer. It wasn't a type form, a Google form. It wasn't a portal. It was, hey, respond to this email with your own 15 responses, you know, the, the, the mm-hmm. classic see below in red. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 It was that. And I'll take it a step further. It was asking me for very personal information. So not secure. So that kind of got my, you know, my antennas up. Right. Um, and it also made me think how many people just do this without even asking, yeah. but also not convenient. So it was definitely a friction point of me thinking, 
man, what are they doing? Why would they do this? I know the business they're in. I know they have software. Mm-hmm. The second point of that of that story, which I think is going to dovetail into something else we're going to talk about, was I know on the back end of the receipt of that email was a very manual process because somebody was going to have to take my information that I typed in the C red below, right? And which I didn't do. I sent them. I sent a share file. I, I typed <laughs> up in a Word document. I sent in via like, share. I'm show fi- you, man. That's right. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll see your C below and raise you a share file. <laughs> But, uh, but uh, yeah, I sent it back via share file and a PDF, so all secure. But anyway, I know somebody on the end of that, especially getting a PDF. Yeah, password <laughs> protected. Was gonna, yeah, that's right. Um, they had to call me for the password, by the way. I put the friction, I put it back yeah. on them. I had to mail you. Yeah, uh, in three to five uh, days, you will get my right. pen. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they, I know somebody on the back end of that was having to take that information and type it in. Right. So right then and there told me, okay, they've got somebody in a position that has to do a job that quite honestly a piece of software could do. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of just where this started. I mean, kind of from your experience in, in web development and working with a lot of people's websites, is that something that you guys would go through? Would you guys whiteboard? And, and I think you kind of mentioned earlier before we are talking about you yeah. doing that at your own company. I know. Yeah, we did that. And a lot of times, honestly, our clients would hire us because they were going through that process. They had realized, okay, something's kind of clunky, you know, especially when I was kind of working with other software developers often the work that they were doing was trying to make something more efficient, either for their internal processes or their customer-facing processes. So, right. I mean, that's a lot of the work that's being done in software, for sure. Yeah. Um, and then from, like, a sort of customer service standpoint, I know just, like, e-commerce is a great example of how um, there's so much, there's been so much advancement in like that customer service side of things from like when you think about you know like amazon has just sort of set the bar of like the one click (laughs) checkout you know zero friction yeah exactly and so uh things like order you know shipping tracking Mm -hmm. that's like so easy now you know what i mean compared to uh the other day I i bought a computer all i had to do was take the shipping number i got and just put it into Google search. I didn't have to like log on to like UPS or whatever right. it was. Like you just literally Google, yeah. throw in the URL bar, your your so, shipping number, and it, boom, it knows. Yeah. Google recognized like, oh yeah, it's in Memphis or wherever it was. Well, let me know? make, let me just jump in real quick and make a point. And, and, and I think, I hope this resonates with people. The status quo is only good enough until your competitor does something different. Right. So the status quo for you and I, I would have no problem Type going to FedEx.com. There's probably right there on the FedEx website a big bar that says mm-hmm. track your shipment, control V, paste that right in there, done. But what they did was make it such that you're now talking about it on a podcast. Yeah, exactly. And so while the status quo might have been a couple clicks, FedEx.com, pasted link, since the competitor doesn't do it, you remember it. And that's right. what I want. Hopefully, people get out of this in in terms of thinking about their own processes. Is your processes? If you think I'm in an industry which is what the the service I was getting was in an industry that has largely been, um, what's the term I'm looking for? Uh, not not innovative. Um, not disrupted. Mm-hmm. Largely hasn't been disrupted. Yeah. Everybody feels like well we can get away with the fifteen. Sure, they're not feeling point. that pressure. That's yet. right. But yeah. man, don't be the first. Don't be the person or the business 
that's just doing the status quo because everybody else is. Because I'm telling you, if you take the time to innovate, people will notice. Yeah, and I want to I want to even say further because like you might not even be feeling it, but like there's that I forget what brand it is. It's some you know. And it's not Lysol, maybe Febreze or whatever. And like they talk about like nose blindness, how you know you can walk into a room or like my car, for example. <laughs> <laughs> I've and, been in that uh, car. Yeah, and you're just like, yeah, what's wrong? And everyone's like, dude, it stinks in here. Yeah, like I've got nose blindness. Well, <laughs> most business point. owners have the same thing. They do this thing every day. Their right. employees do it every day. And generally, people aren't going to be complaining, right. especially if. It is sort of the norm. That's right. So getting somebody from the outside to kind of go through the process. I was part of a real estate startup, and we would always uh, recommend, like, find your pickiest friend, right? The person that's, like, going to show up at your Christmas party and just point out everything wrong with your house. (laughs) Like, invite that person over before you sell your house. Because they'll are, you know, before you stage your house to sell, because right. they're like, oh, why do you have this here, that here? And you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I need to <laughs> I need to change that up. Right. But point is, like, find somebody like that. If it's, you know, just a, a past customer would be a great yeah. person. Or, um, I mean, we've even um, hired a consultant to do it that kind yep. of specialized in that. And she literally, like, I think she called our office one time and, like, ask like to pay attention like how we answered the phone and like how we answered questions and then showed up and was like hey no one told me even how to get to your office you know just like all of these things and just starts to like kind of open your eyes of like whoa okay there's a lot of places where you can inject more clarity and absolutely you know um and like we were talking about today a lot of those things don't have to take a ton of resources they just need to take some attention well yeah i think what i think what you always have to do is and i know people in my industry it's bad um and that's why we knew it we could do the status quo and and for us it was no we don't want to be that we want to be something that you'll talk about on a podcast or you'll reference to your friends or you you know we want to do something different um but i think the point is you have to work on your business. You know, you hear that term often. I know people, but it's, it's so true. Mm. Like for us, it was sitting in a conference room. Uh, we actually went to the public library. You got these awesome conference rooms. Right. Big, huge whiteboard and literally took a half a day and wrote down, okay, if we do this, what does it look like to the client? How do they feel about it? Is it too many clicks? I mean, it sounds silly for you know an accounting firm, but we're just trying to make it so simple to do your tax return, at least that part of our business. You have to be thinking about that, right? Um, because you, if you want to be a business that's a thriving business, you don't want the status quo. Yeah, you want people to say, "Man, they they've got it." You know, they understand. Right. And I think you know, I've heard Mark Cuban say this before, and he says, "You have to be thinking about how somebody else can kick your ass." Yeah. You know, like I think that yeah. you have to be thinking about that. Right. Like, what if somebody comes in and says, "Look, we all as a group here of." Pest control businesses. Yeah, you know, yeah. we all agree that this part of our business sucks, but look, if we all collude, nobody fixes this, we can all live by the right, status quo. Yeah. But then the one guy from out of town. Yeah, or like, he's always talking about like there's just he runs his business like there's somebody staying up all night right. um trying to figure out how to take his business Absolutely. down. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so um I mean I think we've kind of He's got too much he's got too too much hustle for me. Yeah, too much. <laughs> I, I like to sleep actually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm fine. Go ahead. Help uh, yourself. Yeah, right, right. Kick, <laughs> kick yeah, kick my ass. Um 
So another thing, you know, kind of just kind of three points. Go through the process yourself. And then on the internal side, start to think about when somebody goes through your processes and initiates a sale, where are you manual? Where are you pushing paper around? Where do you have software systems that don't talk? Um, Did you guys do, I mean, like, we talked a little bit about that in terms of, like, our a lot about our business. But from what you're seeing in customers and are people implementing software more that you see? For sure. I mean, there's... So there's always been that it's really kind of saving data, right? So now people are used to like logging into things and um, and and having like saving information. So forms as as like unattractive as that sounds, yeah, those have gotten a lot easier to do. To where like it used to be, it was some real IT resources to set up. Okay, we want to have this intake form, but like have progress saving to where like you didn't have to, if it was like oh, a three yeah. page form, you could come back to it at a later you date. Could bounce. Yeah. Now yeah. there's so many services that like type form, Google forms, yeah. all the, I mean, Google forms by default injects all the d- results into a spreadsheet. Yeah. Um, so really that's, what's cool to me is like, there's so many resources available that, you don't have to be like an IT guru to right. really figure out. You can kind of get up and running and like if you're Zapier, Zapier, whatever you yeah, want to call Zapier. it. Yeah. And there's a few other uh, other services like, you know, uh, if, if, if this, then that. Yep. Um, you can kind of tie all these things together and you can start to, I would just recommend going to those websites. Yeah. It would probably spark ideas of like, oh, well, we have those two apps. There's a way we can connect them yeah. together. and. So yeah, I think it's a mentality first. It's yeah. it's a, it's being open to hey, there's probably some things we can improve here, yeah. and then inviting that conversation. And then, what's cool is just from being parts of the part of those conversations in my own business, and then being part of them for other clients, I can tell you those things have gotten a lot easier. Yeah, I yeah I agree. I know it. It just takes a little bit of foresight and. And the I'm not too busy mentality. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you got to get rid of the I'm too busy mentality because you want to build. And that's one thing. It's our it's our tension here is we always are trying to step back, but we have work to do. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody gets that. That's the tension right. in the business. You got work to do. But, man, if you don't step back and look at your business and how it's running and how it's operating, you yeah. will not get to that next step. I know. I I love like. So I think small businesses have a huge advantage if they use like a CRM. Mm -hmm. And CRM is typically thought of as like a sales thing. But any sort of client relationship manager, you can can tie that in to your phone system. You can tie it into your email. We had our entire staff using one system. So what were like, you using? We were using Freshdesk. I okay. think it's help. It, they've changed the name of yeah. it, so I forget now. But but we had essentially one email. So you would email... I remember that. ...like team, and yep. it would go to the right staff person because we had it rigged on the back end, yeah. like with all these filters and rules and stuff yep. like that. And so the customer never had to worry about emailing the right person because we had different... You know, we had designers, developers, different people at different stages of the process. Right. Um, and so we really kind of geeked out over that kind of stuff. I love and that just, stuff. Yeah. And just really tried to set up this, you know, this system. Um, but I think people hear that and they're like, okay, that sounds like AT&T, right? Like you call and they've yeah. got, oh, let me type up your, you know, your past phone call or whatever. But I think small businesses can use that 
and still have great you know customer yeah. service it doesn't have to be so cold yeah i think man that's a really good point and one thing that you're saying it, it resonates with me and makes me think of and i've said this before is i don't think people realize the power of these cloud-based applications at a really cost-effective price that make you look like you have your act together yeah i know some of the things that we do internally like and the things we do externally people probably think we're paying and we are paying a lot for software um but not that's because we use a lot of them mm -hmm. but the certain ones at the at the price level of the particular software very affordable and they can make your business look so right. great i gave the example of the day about when we hired the intern and we knew she had been onboarded before she started we knew her favorite snack like that's a simple very yeah. silly example but it just Man, these software, that's well, all these people do. Well, for web design, right? We were a small company. Yeah. Okay. But if you called, the system could, and as soon as we either typed your name or, I want to say we even had it to where if numbers it recognized, it would just pull up their contact information because that's how the software worked. Yeah. But tied to everyone's profile, it had their website links, their login information. So we were like doing web help, right? Yeah. So... If you would call, like within seconds, we could have your website pulled up, be logged into it because we used like password managers and yeah. things like that. Yeah. And so it was just super helpful. Like, yeah, okay, I'm right there. What's the problem? Boom, you're Johnny on the spot. Yeah. And like that, we didn't, we weren't like a Fortune 500 company. You I know, know but, but you had the tools right. as though you did. Yeah, I think, I really do think there's just a, like a, a gap between small businesses. That, like one's doing things kind of the way they've always done them. And like, there's a couple, a couple reasons for that, you know, aversion to change is one thing, but also just people, I think just perceive, man, the software is going to be difficult and or mm -hmm. expensive. And I'm telling you, like I yeah. use these things daily. Like I just, I think I was telling you, I was getting all excited before I got a bank account set up online called relay, like an online bank. Yeah. It is so user friendly. Yeah. Like, and I know, I know in six months I'm going to have, I'm saying this was June 4th. Let's check me in six months. <laughs> I bet you in six months I have everything moved there. Yeah. You just, it's just so I easy. I would say you got to have like a glass half full. Yeah. A, like mentality That's with right. software. Like I, I almost just like anything I think I'm like, oh, sure, there's a software out there that can That's do right. it. And like most of the time there is, you know. Yeah. And I would say this too. We're kind of kind of going off here. But if you are, let's just say you are a... Uh, I'm not gonna say a boomer, but what's what's the what's the what's the decade before the boomers? That Gen what a, Z? No, Gen Z's after us. I don't know what I'm I like am. I'm like barely, on the cusp of a millennial. I'm like barely. You're yeah. a millennial. It depends on who you talk to. Like I'm like right <laughs> on the edge. I think. But the point is, if you think that, and if you're somebody in your 50s trying to do, render services to a 24 year old, they for sure think that yeah everything should be like well of course there should be a piece of software that i can use to do this or i should yeah. be or or you don't like the default is that you yeah. have an app you yeah. should have an app sure that's how they do everything so i just want to challenge people that's really the the thought process behind this yeah. podcast is well like, i think, think the about it the reality is if you don't like even just being forthcoming with information like people are not going to call younger people are generally not going to want to get on the phone and call right. somebody like that's like a huge chore you know, Dude, you know, they'll just move on and go to. That's so funny. We you don't, say we, that. We're not used to not having an answer. Imagine that. Like, just have empathy for somebody who's never gone without an answer in their life. Yeah. 
and then like you don't give them an answer. You but, think they're gonna wait around? No, they're gonna move on till they get the answer. Let me ask you a question. You're in you're in real estate. I see this all the time. So our neighborhood has a Facebook group. Uh huh. And like our na- you know our neighborhood. It's like this older neighborhood where people are moving in and redoing all the houses yeah, yeah. and all that. And um, and so all the time people post my house is for sale. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, and I do not know why, they will not post them. It's the one thing everybody scrolling with zero attention span wants to know. How big is it? What's the price? Why would you do that? Yeah. Send me a DM. Like, what? Yeah. Just put the price. Yeah, no, that's... that's. And you're in real estate, so I'm yeah. asking you. Like, Well, I can tell you there's a lot of different reasons. One, some brokerages actually change that. Not to get on a big soapbox yeah. about it, but some brokerages actually tra- chain their train their agents to do that as like a sales tactic um and so if it's just if it's just a homeowner they could just be none the wiser you know just like oh look at my house and they may be feeling like that's a little too much information with the price and stuff they want to be private right um so it could be that but yeah some agents you know they'll do like uh they'll want you to message them for the price so that magically friction yeah they'll you know but just go on Zillow or right. you know, any real estate website right. and find it. So it's, yeah, I think that's the mess. That's why it feels weird, right? Is because you're not, you're withholding information that's really not, it's available anyway. Well, well, just, this, that's why it feels like friction. Well, not it's to, not really like you're given value. Right. All right. So, you know, kind of three things we'll kind of bring it home here. Go through the process yourself. We kind of camped on that a little bit. Think about where it's manual. And, and that kind of dovetails in where it's manual, either on the customer-facing side, but also, like I mentioned before, in that email I was mentioning where the person had to type in the email. Like, think about it when you're on the sales end of that, receiving that sales order. How are you going to fulfill it? Is it very manual? And the third thing would be, where are your processes confusing and or cumbersome? And I will tell you what we've done to bridge this gap. Again, back to software. We use a tool called Loom, um, which is just a screen capture video share where we basically go over whatever the client's doing we do it ourselves and show it to them and then we put it in their project management account they got it so a good example is how do i reconcile my bank account in zero we show them let it and we just say here anytime you want to access that video um and we also use a lot of graphics and we're even starting to do um process mapping workflows with flow charts so my point is like make it easy on people like make it dumb it down don't don't get uh, romantic about the fact that people don't have attention spans. They don't. So yeah. So do you want to yeah, play don't in get the world? about yeah, it? Yeah. Like don't be yeah. don't be the old man. Get off my lawn. Like <laughs> I get it. I wish my I had better attention span. I wish my kids did. But this is the world we live in. Right. Do you want to get the sale or not? Do you want to make it easy or not? Make it easy. Dumb it down. And I promise you, it'll work better. Yeah. Good stuff. If you want some more information or looking to, for a good place to get started, go to mirror.group and you can take a self-assessment there to see kind of where you are with your accounting specifically. And, yep. um, and certainly that's a part of these this mentality, right, of kind of automating things and looking for where there's bottlenecks you can wipe out. I know you guys obsess over that stuff we on the accounting it. side. We, we so, did one today. We love yeah, it. Yeah. So mirror.group, check it out. It's a good place to get started. That's it. All right. See you next time. After you just do like